the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, it's Real Life Lending with your host, financial services expert, Eric Ilofsky-McKay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Life Lending. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. My name is Eric. I've been in the corporate finance and lending industry for about 27 years. Currently, the Northern California area manager for Essex Mortgage and run the beautiful loan center here in Northern California. Grew up in the Bay Area, know that market very well. Um, also, uh, we're now heard throughout Northern California on about three different affiliate stations, all because of you, the listeners. I started this show about five years ago, a little over five years ago, because of my just sheer frustration about what I was hearing about my industry, lenders in particular, how about all of our all of us bankers were bad. Real estate was a terrible investment. You needed a 900 FICO score to buy a property. And everybody had to weigh in. So I wanted to create a venue, a place for you, the consumer, to call, email, text, ask questions about what you can do and what you can't do in today's real estate market. And thankfully, you've kept us on the air for a while, so thank you to that. We have a lot of ways to get a hold of us. Uh, We have our Facebook page. First of all, I want everybody listening to jump on Facebook, type in Real Life Lending Radio Show, hit like, follow us. Email me, give me questions, give me maybe show topics. Anything you want to do, you can hear past shows on the. We have links that uh, for all the past shows that we've done. It can also be found on SoundCloud, iTunes. You can find us just about anywhere. We also have our website, reallifelending.com. Again, reallifelending.com. So uh, you can go on there, learn a little bit about myself and my company. We fund about a billion dollars a year in residential real estate doesn't make us a big box bank and we're thankful for that every day but it does make us large enough to maybe have some really cool products maybe some more common sense underwriting than you've heard at other banks provide so again this show is all about you uh, we have a text line if you're anywhere in the area you can text us your questions tonight 916-806-0606 916-806-0606 we're going to get to some questions from last week and today in studio, Miss Jessica Couch. Hi, Jessica. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Remind everybody who you are and what you do. A full-time realtor. I really enjoy p- helping people make money with their money and uh, go into multifamily units, although we're seeing a lot of uh, moving up and it moving down. It sounds like we're tired. I'm just beat. Oh, well, it I, is I, a crazy time of year. It, it is. It, well, and it hasn't stopped, I think. And I'm blessed. I'm not complaining. Absolutely blessed to have this amount of business. I'm, I'm sure you feel the same well, way. It's I'm just, not it, complaining. You know, I, I appreciate it. If you listen to my ads, you know, it's 2017 is the year to stop paying your landlord. But I got to tell you, everybody waited till the last quarter of the year. Agreed. It is just picked up. And, and it's just phenomenal about how many listeners to the show that we've actually met this last few weeks and actually have helped and, and helped uh, either refinance and get rid of their mortgage insurance or maybe do some pre-approvals for uh, their first home. I got a listener that called me yesterday that wants to refinance his $4 million commercial building because he just can't find anybody to do it. Wow. He's listened to the show for a couple of years, and he finally picked up the phone. You know, a statistic in radio, Jessica, people have to listen for six months before they actually feel comfortable enough to pick up the phone and call. I believe it. So 
Again, folks, you're what the show's all about. Our text line's 916-806-0606. You know, we'd have a heavy sigh. We, we know we're tired, but, you know, it's just crazy. What, what do you attribute to the phone ringing off the hook and everybody's trying to find that deal? You know, rates are still relatively low. Mm-hmm. They haven't really changed much in, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we Even all of the, you know, unfortunately, we had some, some terrible tragedy happen uh, the, the other day in Vegas that has kind of put the brakes and shifted the news cycle away from North Korea and to where well, much more important things, I think. Um, but people are wanting to sell their homes. I'm seeing a lot of downsizing. Even even in San Francisco, you know, we're seeing the market moving. Uh, I mean, it, it, historically, it usually slows down this year. And I think we gave some statistics last, last week for um, August numbers. But if it's priced right, it's selling quick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we got to folks, remember, folks, we're number one the last two years in single-family home rent increases, especially in the Bay Area. Right. I, I mean, I, I've got something here on my desk that that uh, a landlord bumped rent three by three times uh, in one thing. <laughs> Tell me that again. Yeah, he he bumped rent three times? You know, he bumped it three times what they were paying. They were paying oh, $1,200 wow. $1, a month for a 1,000-square-foot two-bedroom house okay, uh-huh. in the Sunset area. Well, that's probably really low. It's probably under rent control. New buyer bought it, raised it to $6,700 a month. Wow. <laughs> How's that wow. for stickers? Wow. San Francisco landlord tenants fight back to... Uh, they raised the landlord raised the rents by forty eight hundred dollars. Um, they I'm sorry, they were paying nineteen hundred dollars a month uh, for their thousand square foot two bedroom apartment in the outer sunset neighborhood, and it went to sixty seven hundred. Oh, I'm sure he gave him a sixty day notice. So if there's not rent control, it's all legit. You know, I'd love to hear an agent give us a call and tell us what you're seeing as far as the rent control and and what's how's that's affecting investing in the San Francisco area. Right. Because obviously that would make a big difference, right? Of course, of course. Who wants to buy a $5 million property if you're Mm -hmm. only going to get $1,000 a month for it? Right. Does not make sense. I'm all for fair. Uh Uh-huh. But we talk about it all the time here in California where, you know, lower end housing is is tough, Uh, especially when building is tough because builders can't not make the margin. Land costs too much. The the process costs too much. The the soft costs, the environmental, the inspections, all of the – um, just soft cost county permits, plan check, all that just is so expensive, especially in the Bay Area, for for builders to build lower right. priced stuff. So I think that's got to change. Uh, everybody wants to know what's going on in rates. It's a pretty typical week, not much movement. I still think that you folks that uh, are maybe in a adjustable rate mortgage really need to do something here. Uh, I seem to th- getting getting a lot of calls on that. Uh-huh. Um, it's just that time of the year that everybody kind of wants to finish that out. They're looking at their balance sheet to the end of the year. Um, they they see the news. It's one week you see Fed's going to raise interest rates, which has nothing to do with mortgage rates. And the next week you'll be shift to North Korea. So I don't really see anything happening. I think mortgage rates are really much going to stay where they're at. There's going to be a lateral change. I don't see anything happening in the near future. I really think that... You know, if you're paying mortgage insurance, get rid of it. Right. If you're in an adjustable rate mortgage, get rid of it. And, you know, I, I kind of saw an article that, that, that I kind of wanted to talk to because I kind of raised my eyebrow a little bit. It says, home buyers rush to riskier mortgages, home prices heat up. Riskier mortgages. Uh-huh. Adjustable rate mortgages, they, they deem an adjustable rate mortgage a riskier mortgage. Granted, they kind of went away after the downturn. Right. But let's think about it. I, I can tell you folks, especially everybody listening now in the Bay Area, if I have a, a wealthy, smart investor or professional that want buying a primary residence, 
he bought that house with an adjustable rate mortgage, probably a 10-1 arm. Uh-huh. And all those people that bought with adjustable rate mortgages prior to the downturn, you know the average interest rate they've been paying over the last 10 years? Five? 1.25% because all those wow. adjustables were tied to an indice, LIBOR, uh, uh, the MTA, all those went just cr- crushed during the downturn. So people were enjoying their, their interest rates in 2006, 2007, when they took those loans were in the 5 6% range. Uh-huh. They've been paying 1%, 2% the last 10 years. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so why would they refinance? Right. It's a great move. It's a smart move. Sure. Maybe people are seeing that again. I'm not really sure, but I can tell you on the upper end homes, almost 90% of the people buy with an adjustable rate mortgage. Uh, I don't think it's any risk here. Qualifying is usually done on the on the fully underwritten, uh, the fully uh, amortized payment, probably at the max rate. I don't think it's any risk here. And I think it's sometimes, at sometimes, it's a good move, especially if you're planning on keeping that house for five or seven years and you're into a five, seven, one arm. I don't think pricing is that much different these days. But again, I don't think it's a riskier mortgage. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, and I'm pretty conservative, you know that. But I got to tell you, you know, those, those folks that were sitting on the, the one and two percents the last years, it's been hard hard to get them right. to, to, to refinance, to go from a one or two, even to a three and a half when their payment's going to double. Now, are you seeing a lot of people refinance and go into a 15-year mortgage if they had a decent interest rate to begin with and they're they're feeling this could be their last time to be able to refinance I, with a good rate? I really think so. I think if people can afford it, they're looking at their bigger picture or they're looking at, and, and this is shortening their loan term. Let's think about it. When you're on a, when you have a 30-year mortgage. When you mm-hmm. first start in that 30-year mortgage, 75% of your monthly principal and interest payment is going towards interest. 25% right. roughly is going towards principal. Now, if you have a 15-year mortgage, you're almost 50-50, uh, where 50% is going toward interest, um, 50% is going towards principal. Now, if you can get down to a 10-year loan, it's the opposite. It's more roughly, and these are rough numbers, you're going 25% of your money is going to interest and 75% of that check each month is going towards principal. So it's a great way to pay down liability. And especially if you know, you're going to retire in so many years, you can jump on my website, reallifelending.com, go to some mortgage calculators and actually see, uh, hey, Eric, or you can type in, I want to pay this off and 11 years. It'll tell you exactly how much of an additional principal payment you have to make each month. But I think it's a it's a it's a great tool and it will educate you on maybe to see the bigger picture of your mortgage. People just write the check every month. They don't see I mean, who looks at their amortization schedule? Oh, well, you know that big well, stack know. of paperwork <laughs> that you get at close of escrow that has 150 pages that you signed half of them? I've got to tell you that, that, that there's an amortization schedule in there and it'll tell you what's your payment and what's going to go to principal and interest when you're 92 years old. <laughs> so what what quick tips could you give someone with paying off their mortgage uh, quicker if they were in a 30-year mortgage and they, they're not ready to refinance sure. into something with a shorter loan term? Maybe that's a good question because a lot of people won't qualify for mm-hmm. a 15-year loan because they just don't have the income. It, the payment increases substantially, obviously, uh, and they're, they don't have the income to do that. But you can make a 13th payment, meaning that you if, you're, if you cut your mortgage principal and interest payment by 12 and make an extra one, make one twelfth extra each payment, or make a thirteenth payment in the, the year. You could save as much as seven or eight years off your thirty-year mortgage. So, what about the biweekly mortgage? You know, that's a good question because I get asked it all the time. Because if you anybody knows out there that you bought a house, you're going to get inundated with offers in the mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, biweekly mortgage save a ton of money on interest. Two things that you have to watch out for is one, make sure that your loan servicer is applying. And what a biweekly mortgage meaning you're paying every two weeks, right? right? So the theory is is that you're getting the bank's getting half their money. 
two weeks earlier, thereby reducing the amount of interest that you're paying. Okay. The loan balance goes. However, if the more if the servicer doesn't credit that, I have a big box bank that I've done business with that refied a client, uh, got a payoff, noticed that their first installment hadn't been credited, asked them why the payoff was wrong, and uh, they told us, oh, we have, we don't credit the payment, that first half, until we get the second half. So basically negating any any benefit for our wow. buyer or our, our borrower. So uh, again, and most of those services that charge you to make that biweekly payment, that charge that they're charging you will negate any, any benefit that you're going to see. So again, the biggest question and the, the thing to remember is call Eric Call Real Life Lending and ask about all those things you get in the mail, and we'll break them down here on the air. All right, folks, we're coming up on our first break. My name is Eric McCam here with Jessica Couch. We'll be right back after this. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert Eric Ilofsky McKay. All right. Welcome back to Real Life Lending. My name is Eric. I'm here with Jessica. We're talking real estate and lending again, everybody. Our text line is 916-806-0606, 916-806-0606. Hey, Jessica, I got a text question here. I'm going to try to find it. It's more geared towards you. This is from Ben. says, uh, I just inherited a house from my aunt. Needs a lot of work. Do I have to fix it before selling? What's the best way? Well, I'd want to see the house to really know what we're getting into. Um, you know, if it could pay off for you in the long run. Like uh, my best example would be, I'm doing this for a family right now where they're putting twenty two thousand into the house, and we're going to get top dollar for it, which is about forty thousand more than you know it's a home in Sacramento. Right. Um, so I'd want to see it. You can certainly sell it as is. Depends on what your whole situation looks like. Do you have money to put into it? You know, what what money do you need to make out of it? Are you splitting it with your you know cousin and your sister? You know, what, yeah. What I mean, you could always wholesale like? it to an investor, which we. You know, we had a question. We kind of talked about it over the break. Is mm-hmm. that you know somebody asked a uh, text a question? Is can you still buy a flip in this market? And it depends on the upper end stuff. Yeah, the lower yes. end stuff. I don't. It's tough. You it's know, it's picked uh, over, and there's a lot of FHA buyers right. in that price range. But getting back to your question, Ben. You know what I would say as. Uh, is the house lendable in its current mm-hmm. condition? So that that would kind of answer your question right there. Is is if you put it on the market, have an agent market it, and it won't pass health and safety, or it has some some you know it has the roof sagging by three inches, or things that make it unlendable, then that kind of answers your question on do you have to fix it, or um, or or you know more than likely Jessica or I have an investor that would be willing to to purchase that as is and and that's a good question because you know you know a few years ago you could find a ton of bank owned properties mm-hmm. and 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 things that were in foreclosure that were left in disrepair that needed a lot of deferred maintenance and those were really great ways for investors to jump in the market had a right. lot of new investors get and find those deals but. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, is that you know anybody who bought at the steps, you're paying retail these days, mm-hmm. and the only thing that I'm seeing is the stuff you know close to a million dollars or higher, where you know it, the buyer's pool, the investor's pool for those properties are much smaller, right? That have the money to invest in something like that. So uh, that's a good question, um, but you know, you know. I guess have Jessica take a look at it. You know, give us a call. 916-806-0606 is our text line. Um, any trends you're seeing? I know I know what I'm seeing is a lot of contingent offers being accepted these days. That those are my real success stories lately that we are seeing enough of that to make um, buyers and sellers feel comfortable going forward, you know, finding that bigger house and then listing their smaller house or or <clears throat> conversely and what I'm seeing more often is folks downsizing, finding right. that smaller house, writing it contingent on selling their bigger house. So it's a little more of a domino effect. 
effect. We're doing a lot of work to facilitate both sides of it, but it's working. And it's really great to see people that were really worried about what was to come. And you can come in and and ease their whole situation and make it work for them. Yeah. And I've got a transaction now that I think there's three different transactions Mm -hmm. pending on each other. So story uh, of my life lately. And and those can get hairy and Uh keep you up at night, which we all know. Um, But I I agree. I think that that sellers... um, that have to sell and, and, and it's a great market if it's priced right and they're willing to negotiate. I think it's great because I've got a lot of people moving from out of state mm-hmm. into California that are having problems selling their homes from their departing state, surprisingly, ah. and uh, which is causing them to uh, to have problems here. But, you know, one of the things I want to remind everybody is if you have a house and you're really not sure you want to sell it, we can turn that departing residence into a rental, an investment property. Right. And use future rents on that because that that is an income producing asset for you Mm -hmm. to help you qualify for your new purchase. And a lot of people don't know that, that we can do that. So I think it's really important that, you know, tell us the biggest question is we're your advocates. Okay. We we do this, you know, seven days a week. If you have a situation that you're not sure, you're not sure it's possible, give us a call because I know that's one of the things I've got a question in regard to that. So I have a couple that considered that option. They wanted the equity out of that Per, you know, primary to mm-hmm. put into their next primary so that they could avoid mortgage insurance. So what is the rule with how how long you have from the point of refi and pulling out cash before you could make your home a rental? Is it six months? Is it a year? What does that timeline look like? Uh, and how, know, how long mm, do you need to be thinking about this before you leap into action? Well, that's a good question because that does happen. Here's the thing is that when you sign your paper, your loan documents at escrow at close, mm-hmm. okay, and it's a primary residence loan, whether right. it's a uh, uh, refinance or a purchase, in that documentation of deed of trust, theoretically, you're supposed to be living there for the next two years. But okay. life changes. Sure. Okay. We all know that. Now, um, it's really has to make sense for the underwriter's discretion. Uh, and again, that that would be something on a case by case basis to really see. But theoretically, it's you're, you're you know you're not supposed to fund one primary residence loan and and go fund another one because okay. that's uh, it really is fraud. Got it. So <laughs> you would either want to have your your twenty percent available mm-hmm. or go into a product that's going to make sense if you're coming in with with less down, like right. a, a lower amount down conventional, where your mortgage insurance will fall off. Yeah, and, and and you know, again, those are things that are just, buying real estate is such a transitional, sure. independent, based on whoever you're talking to, because everybody's situation is different. And you know, that's you mentioned success stories. We've got a success story, a listener to the show, who was told by a couple lenders that they could not buy because of a their their Chapter Thirteen bankruptcy fa- was finished, was discharged January of this year, and you know, FHA. Three years, mm-hmm. uh, two years, two years after a BK, we were able to get them approved. They got in contract over the weekend, and we did a manual underwrite. It's just a matter of knowing how to approach that, having a team like an underwriter that I can pick up the phone and call. So, congratulations to Juan and Lilia. They are now in contract, and if you're in their situation, don't be afraid to give us a call nine one six eight zero six zero six zero six. We'll be right back after this. It's real life lending with financial services expert. Eric Ilofsky McKay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. Today, I have 
Uh, Jessica Couch here in studio. And uh, again, our text line is 916-806-0606. I know we have uh, some agents calling in a little bit later to talk about some properties in the Bay Area that they have, and they're going to premiere and, 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 and discuss. But I want to make this uh, offer to everybody. If you're an agent listening or even a loan officer, and you really want to take advantage of the forum here and tell us what you're seeing in the market, maybe some unique things that have happened during your transaction. Hey, you know what? After 27 years, I'm still learning. I value your input. And if you want to be part of our team, give us a call and we'd love to hear from you. Again, our call-in number to the show is 925-203-5808. Jessica, I got a question here from Mary. It doesn't say where she's from. Um, any difference in buying a multi-unit from a single-family residence? Yes. You, know, you are the best at funding those multifamilies. We have a lot of barrier listeners, folks, that have called new investors, old investors to find uh, properties, whether they're in Fresno, because Jessica has been known to drive to Fresno to show property for our Bay Area listeners, or even up in the Sacramento area where you can cash flow day one. The, the, the cost of admission is much less up there True. on multifamily. Um, any difference? What you're looking for? Certainly. I mean, I think one of the main differences is in, with the single family, you're usually looking for, you know, owner-occupant. Rarely do single family residences, unless we're talking out of state, in my opinion, are going to work for a decent cap rate. They're just sure. not. You're going to want to spread your vacancy. So um, that's one of the big factors you want to look at, what you're going to get in rent, um, what repairs need to be done to the property, because typically a four unit, you, you know, the same repairs you're going to have upstairs in plumbing are going to affect you downstairs. Right. So a little difference in inspections, certainly more expensive inspections. But, you know, you can make a lot more cash flow. Yeah, you know, buying multifamily is a great tool. Even if you're a first-time home buyer and you think you've been priced out of your market, we talk about this all the time. And it, it's, it's a simple formula and it works. You can become a homeowner, a landlord, and an investor in one transaction because uh, you can use a residential loan. Uh, for anything one to four units. Uh, and once you get over five units, it becomes a commercial loan. And I've got a great example. Uh, we keep talking about, we've got a listener to the show that that called, uh, was on a very fixed income, uh, wanted a place because rent was being, she kept, she kept having to move every year because the rents kept going up and she kept getting priced out. So she bought a, a four, I think it was a four unit and uh, she was able to use the rents on the other three units to help her qualify for this, this, this property. And it, it was great. And she got, she was able to buy it, go in and raise rents. Cause you know, we're, we're hitting 10 to 20% depending right. on where you're at in our, our Northern California area for rent increases. And she is, is, is ecstatic and is one of our biggest advocates. But again, um, from a, from a lender's point of view, uh, you can even buy with an FHA loan, a four unit apartment co- a bill or four unit building with three and a half percent down, which I think is an astounding way to get into the market, especially for a young person. Absolutely. You, you could basically live for free and there, there's nowhere else you're going to live for free except it, for purchasing your own home and making the rental income work for you. It is. And when you're ready to move on, you just rent out the unit mm-hmm. you've been living in and okay, and take it and go start somewhere else because it's and a, use those rents. Exactly. And use the rents to help you qualify. Uh, and again, it's about strategy and, and all the time we have people that call from the show and have been told one thing. Hey, there are a lot of great lenders and real estate people out there. You know, and, and the best thing that I think my, my best forte is, is actually to find a solution or at least make a plan. And folks, we have files on our desk that we've been working with for a year that we've been working on credit, working on income, working on getting a gift uh, to, to qualify for down payment, or maybe structuring some down payment assistance programs and getting to where you need to be to qualify for those. So again, don't think that you cannot buy. You know, there are loan programs that you can buy with a 580 FICO score. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you should buy a house if you have a 580 FICO score, but maybe 
you went through an event a few years ago and you didn't reestablish credit, at least pick up the phone and make a plan. Because you know what? We have probably you know, 30 to 40 pre-approved buyers here on our desk. And I know Jessica is just waiting to go out and show your property. No, I would love to. I think that's something that really does differentiate what you do versus other lenders. I, I have someone you know, I'm thinking of you're working with now that was just offered one product and that one right. product didn't work for him and it stopped there until I moved his file over to you. And it's, a, it's about the whole picture. And again, uh, work with me directly. Same as the text line, 916-806-0606, 916-806-0606. All right, folks, when we come back. We're going to continue with your text questions. Uh, thanks for listening to Real Life Lending. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert, Eric Ilofsky mckay All right, everybody, welcome back to Real Life Lending. My name is Eric McKay. I'm here with Jessica Couch. And today we have a special guest. Uh, we have Ms. Uh, Kristen Hurley with Keller Williams. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to Real Life Lending. Hey, Eric. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do? Kristen Hurley. I um, and I'm an agent at Keller Williams in Santa Cruz. Um, I work primarily, though, um, with country properties, South uh, South Santa Cruz County, North Monterey County, San Benito, that sort of thing. Well, that's cool because I know Santa Cruz is its old microcosm of real estate in itself. You know, the market is a little bit different, correct? It is a different uh, county. You know, North County is very different from South County. There's the beaches. Um, I'm mainly in the Pajaro Valley, which is mostly agriculture um, and farmland. And so Santa Cruz is small but super diverse. What kind of trends are you seeing down there in Santa Cruz this year? Is Is it pretty much mirroring the Bay Area or is it a little bit different? You know, Santa Cruz is still heavily influenced by the Bay Area um, economy. So prices have stayed high. Um, You know, we're not really seeing any relief in inventory, especially at the entry-level market. Um, First-time home buyers, there's just not that much flexibility for them. Um, You know, we're seeing – we follow the San Jose trends and South South Bay Area trends, and it's just as tight as you guys have it over there. Well, you know, it's it's really – Northern California, we're lucky because we have such a diverse market. But, you know, it's it's different. And I know that uh, uh, the branch we just opened in Santa Cruz is is just going gangbusters these days. So I know you're here because you have a special property that you want to see if we can sell. I do. And I think it's relevant to your listeners in the Bay Area um, because it's actually in terms of commutability and accessibility, um, it's pretty easy. It's um, a really unique property. The address is 560 Edenvale, Edenvale Lane, and the website is 560-E-D-E-N-V-A-L-E.com. Um, it's in the Pajaro Valley foothills. It's an open and flat five and a half acres. It's a, I've been calling it a horse property, but honestly, you could put grapes on it or farm any sort of micro farm that you came up with. Um, it's, you know, it's a country estate feel. It's on a private gated road. Um, there's a home there. There's a barn, lots of gardens, um, custom built by my sellers. There's sort of two separate wings to the house. It allows for a lot of flexibility in shared living, multi-generational families. There's even some income potential there. There's a lot of different ways to swing the house. It's a huge house. It's about 4,200 square feet, five-bedroom, five-bath. 
um, ample room. And like I said, the unique part about this property is that it's in the foothills, but this parcel is flat and very uh, usable. So it's usable, yeah, which is rare. Yeah, usually, usually in Santa Cruz, when somebody says acres, you show up and it's like your acres are hanging over the side of the cliff <laughs> on a mountain. <laughs> it's the hillside. So that's why, yeah, that's why this piece is actually um, quite unique. Well, cool. Hey, um, you know, first of all, how does somebody get a hold of you if they want to see that property? So either through the website, 560edenvale.com, or you can call me direct, 831-254-5606. Again, that's 831-254-5606. Kristen Hurley. Hey, Kristen, anything else you want to add? Um. Well, I really appreciate the chance to get on your show and um, hope to be able to provide your listeners with more listings. So I'll be calling back. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, you're one of our great agent partners uh, uh, for our new branch down there, and you are, and your team are more than welcome anytime. So, hey, thanks again for being part of the show. All right. Have a great night. Thanks so much, Eric. You bet. All right, folks. Again, Kristen Hurley, this sounds like an amazing property. Uh, I didn't get a price, uh, but uh I guess you'll have to go to that website. Go to that website, Kristen Hurley at 831-254-5606. You know, I know all of our our investors are kind of leaning into the radio waiting for you to talk about a property. I've got a couple to mention. Uh, Before I give you the deal of the day on a multifamily, which of course would be found in Sacramento County with the pricing, um, I want to mention to you that there is a five-bedroom, two-bath home available, a single-family home available in San Francisco on Silver Avenue that's under a million. Um, And there's a property we had talked about, something similar to this not too long ago, a condominium. Um, There is an income requirement. You need to make less than 80000 as a single person, but it's uh, going on the market and it's a lottery at three seventy. Five. One bedroom, one bathroom, condominium in San Francisco. That price is astounding. Yeah, no kidding. How does somebody get a hold of you? I want to give your number out a few times. Uh, 916-532-8916. Uh, you can go to the website too. It's justcouch.com. Um, and here is your deal for the day. I have uh, six units. It is um, a small apartment complex close to UC Davis downtown, which does bring in a good amount UC of UC Davis you know. Medical Center? Right. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah <clears throat> world-renowned hospital, mm-hmm. uh, great location. Um, this is listed for 575 And the income, according to market value, should be something just shy of $6,000 month. Wow. And the purchase price is what? Five seventy five. You guys need to jump on that. I, I believe. Now, this would be a commercial loan product because it is over five units. So mm-hmm. w- w- tell, tell uh, our listeners what you, what the next step would be. You know, it's commercial. all puns on debt service. Uh-huh. Well, how much the, the debt service. Normally, on a commercial loan, the property has to create enough income to handle 125% of normal operating expenses and any debt on the property, which this one seems like it would be a home run. Right. Normal down payment on something like this is 25 to 30%, again, depending on the numbers. What the more so on this property that the the income producing production of the property would be more weight than the actual borrower's uh, financials. So that looks like a home run. I really want to take a look at that one myself. But again, Jessica, 916-532-8916. Give Jessica a call. Um, anything else? Any other properties? No, that's really it for uh, multifamily and, and tonight. JessCouch.com. Jess with two S's, uh-huh. couch.com. All right, folks, you're listening to Real Life. When we come back, we're going to get to a few more text questions. Again, 916-806-0606 is our text line. We'll be right back after this. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert, Eric Ilofsky mckay Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. My name is Eric Olofsky-McKay. I'm here with Jessica Couch. 
And I remind everybody of our text line, 916-806-0606. If we don't get it tonight, we'll get to it next week. But before we get to the next cash question, Jessica, I wanted to kind of remind everybody, we talked about it briefly. There are some new changes coming out to appraisals. Mm-hmm. You know, Fannie and Freddie have come out with some new updates and some loan advisor suite. And basically, it's kind of a really high-end um, Zillow you know, what's your house worth on steroids kind of thing. Cause it basically what it does is it gives risk, uh, numbers for purchases and even refinances where you could avoid doing a more, uh, appraisal on a Fannie and Freddie conventional loan product at some times. So like home path was years ago. Exactly. Um, but I like be- that product before they took it away. I <laughs> liked it, is, it a lot. It's coming kind of, believe it or not, it's still around. It's very uh-huh. fine to hard to find investor that will buy that loan, at least from us, Star Stands, what is a bank. But there's a lot of different delivery systems that, that will kind of avoid it. And I think, you know, if you don't have to do an appraisal, you're going to cut seven, what, five, ten, seven, ten days off the close time. Well, of, and not only, there's a whole lot of other reasons that that would be right. handy as well. Yes. And we all know that, um, FHA appraisals could be if a FHA appraisal was done in the previous ninety days was uploaded to FHA Connection you'd have to use that appraisal right, right. even on a new buyer, uh, but conventional appraisals let's say you, you were you went to a lender you the loan officer you just didn't like you wanted to move to another lender and but you already paid for an appraisal you weren't able to transfer us as banks mm-hmm. were not labeled to take another lender's conventional appraisal well that kind of changed this month or last month and we are now able to. Uh, uh, transfer appraisals from other lenders to help you buy your house. I've got a great example. Uh, a buyer in the Bay Area was with a, an, another lender. The lender, uh, for some reason, couldn't approve the loan. The agent called me, and we just tweaked it a little bit. Uh, it was a kind of a foreign income situation where I don't think the other underwriter really knew what they were doing because uh, we all basically have the same rules. Some people just don't just will put it on the desk and move on. We were able to get it, get it approved, close it, or actually sign docs today. Um, and we were able to use the appraisal. In this case, we saved them $600 for the cost of a new appraisal. Wow. So, I mean, again, if your lenders, and, and again, I, I actually, ca- I called the AMC to say, to, hey, the, and the appraiser saying, hey, you know what, you know, I'd like to move this appraisal over. What's the, what's the uh, process? Uh, well, you can't. And I had to explain to him that the rule just changed and that he really needs to, to look in his trade website and understand the process. So, again, it's really kind of different, and it, it, it's something that I think can save a lot of people a lot of time. So, again, some appraisal changes coming down the road that possibly could save some time. That's exciting. Uh, let's see. you got a text questions. Which one do we want to use? Which one do we want to use? We talked about a flip. Um can I buy a home? Here's a good one uh, from Joan. Can I buy a home uh, if I'm still married but separated for over a year? Absolutely. Um, depending on your loan product, you are still married in the state of California. Everything's community property state. Your spouse would have to uh, sign a, uh, a spousal waiver at close of escrow of giving up his rights to that property. Uh, depending on the loan product, a conventional loan, you can purchase sole and separate, meaning you can buy that house alone, and all your spouse would have to is sign the, uh, the spousal waiver. If you use a government product, FHA, VA, USDA, any of those government-insured uh, loans, we would have to pull your spouse's credit and include that into your debt-to-income ratio, even though she's not on the loan. So, uh, good question. Jessica, what else do you want to say? What else, is, what else are you seeing right now in the market? 
I am seeing that we still have a lack of inventory as far as uh, multifamily units and that anything that's really priced right is moving. I, I think one mistake I'm seeing sellers make is when we go over the comparables, we're looking at a three-month past history, which puts us at the busy part of summer and right. not where we are right now. Right. Um, so I think if, you, if you're really Appraiser's pricing- going to use the six most recent sales. Yeah, true. Close. Yeah, but if you're pricing right, your, your house is going to sell immediately. All right. Well, Jessica, thank you for being here. Thank you. Again, JessCouch.com. Jess with two S's, Couch.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you. All right, folks, you're listening to Real Life Lending. Thank you. If you hear anything that uh, may interest you, give me a call, 916-806-0606. I look forward to meeting you. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert, Eric Ilofsky-McKay. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.